Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hughes Interviews. I have with me here today, Emily Joy. Hello, Hello. Emily. Hello. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank um, you. Emily Joy is an incredible actress, as well as uh, she runs her own studio called Joy Studio, where she helps you and coaches you through self-tests, which is yes. really good coming into pilot <laughs> season shortly. Yes. Um, so she's fantastic with that. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but mm-hmm. let's start at the beginning, shall we? Mm-hmm. Emily, when did you catch the acting bug? <laughs> when did it all begin? Take me back. Oh, how far can we go? Um, I grew up in South Africa, and so the idea of drama or acting just wasn't a thing. Um, but when I was two, my mom took me to the GP and they had like a formula for working out height because a lot of people in my family are super tall. And so they worked out that I was going to be six foot. And the last thing my mom wanted for me was bad posture. So she enrolled me in ballet and I did dancing all growing up and loved it so much, but wasn't very good at it. But anytime there was like, an imaginative part of it like imagine you're picking a rose or imagine you're floating through water like I would always get complimented on the kind of creative side and the expression which I now realize was me acting and then when we moved to Australia I saw that drama was a school subject and I was like oh that's like ballet without the shoes like (laughs) that's just the bits of it that I like um And so, yeah, I just remember when I was in school, when anytime there was like an oral presentation or or public speaking, I always remember thinking, oh, that's easy marks. That's an easy way to get an A. And other people would would be totally freaked out by it. So I always loved presenting. I always loved talking. I always loved being emotive and expressive. Um, And I got good grades in grade eight. So mum said, what do you want as a present, as a prize? And I said, acting classes. Um, So since I was 14. So you knew all the way back then. I just knew. There was just never anything else. And then any time I would think about other careers, it was like, well, I could just do that with my acting. I can play a teacher, play a doctor, play a lawyer without having to do all the actual study. (laughs) Um, And it really, yeah, I'm constantly thanking my mum for saying that I can do anything as long as I study at it and work hard at it and so she gave me that that drive and that ethic from my early teens and it was you can do this you just have to study it so I wasn't allowed an agent or anything when I was young but Mm. um but she let me go to do the tertiary course straight after high school and And where did you do that at South Bank Institute it's part of the University of Canberra now but when I did it was just an advanced diploma and it was the most challenging exhausting amazing um three years learned so so much and also learned what I didn't want to do um and there was no well there's a very small screen amount to Mm. the training and so when I left there um I'd met someone who did screen acting my dear friend Christopher Summers and went along and just just watched for weeks these these actors up in Brisbane doing scenes and eventually I got invited to do a scene as well and and uh, that was like six years ago now and I've just been enthralled with studying screen acting and how it's different to the theatrical performance um, because they're two different beasts. I love mm. them both. But I my heart, I feel, is with film because it lasts forever. Um, 
the beautiful thing about theatre, but the, the tragic thing is as you do it, it's done. Like, it's gone. And only the people that were there will know about it. Um, beautiful part, but yeah. Also yeah, quite, it's so depressing. <laughs> it's so much work in. Whereas if you do a great take or, you you know, I've got like a DVD of a film I'm in, that, that's forever or until DVDs aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> you have to upgrade to <laughs> a hologram disc or something. Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I've just always, always loved acting and... Um, one of my friends told me that if you have a plan B, you will inevitably use it. Mm. And so I've never, like I, up until this year, I was working in hospitality um, because I didn't ever want to have a proper other job because I feel like it takes away from your main thing. Um, because if you do persist, you will eventually reach your definition of success. And I, and I feel like I've, I'm on my way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love mums. They're great. Well, okay, then let's talk a little bit about some of your screen, your screen acting mm. credits. Now, you were in a big film, Red Billabong. Mm-hmm. Was it last year or the year before? Yeah, it came out last year. Last year. Yeah. How, how was that? How was the process of uh, uh, maybe auditioning for mm-hmm. that? I know you're a big proponent for self-tests. Mm. You're a big fan of doing it mm-hmm. uh, that way. Uh, did that become about because of a self-test or...? Indirectly, yes. So I had just moved to Melbourne and I'd been here about six months um, and then was back in Queensland for my sister-in-law's birthday and went to visit my agents because their main office is in Brisbane. Um, But a couple weeks before, I had sent them a scene that I'd shot just for fun. So they had this kind of, um, oh, excuse me, fresh work of mine um, where I was playing a character that I wanted to play and, and looked good and, um, and yeah, was, was really recent. And so while I'm in the meeting with my agents, because they're so flat out, they were replying to briefs and submissions and emails. And this one came through from a director looking for actors. And so she sent my headshot through with about five other girls and (laughs) director Luke replied, no, thanks. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's no one there with the look that I was after. But I'm in the office and, and um, Marianne, my agent, was just like, I, I think you should watch this. And she sent him through my self-tape that I had made for funsies. Mm. And he was like, wow, yes, um, here's the script. Can she meet with me on Wednesday? That was Monday. Met with him the Wednesday by Friday. I had the role. Wow. Um, it was unlike anything um and then I got the script and I was like oh which which scene do I prepare so I just like learnt all of them <laughs> and it was never about that it was just he saw Kate my character in that self tape and so the meeting was just to see if we vibed as people um and it was great it was one of the best meetings that I've had and 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 yeah it was super I mean I can't say lucky because there was so much preparation and, and points in motion of like building that relationship with my agent so that she felt convicted to push for me Mm. Um, and having recent great footage that she could pass on to him um, and then being clear in what I could offer and and the research that I'd done on Luke and his company, it all just lined up. Um, So I I love, as as we'll talk about later with my studio, I love showing actors and and giving them examples of of how this stuff can work and how you can bypass the traditional 
producer, casting director, agent, actor format and, and you can skip sessions and parts of that to, to, to make the role yours and, and, and to really become empowered and not just passive. Um, so that was really cool how that came about. And then the shoot was amazing. Six weeks in Gold Coast hinterlands, running from Monster and <laughs> working with wonderful people like Tim Pocock and Dan Ewing, Jessica Green, Sophie Don, Greg Fryer. It was just, I learned so much. Like I'd done a couple short films before that, but I'd never been on a set where you have to sign in with the production manager and go to hair and makeup and um, hit stuff in one take. I, I really sort of learnt how to, that it's not about it's not about the actor on set. Like if sounds good and pictures good, they're moving on, and you better hope what you did was, <laughs> was <good>. decent. <laughs> um, and and Luke wouldn't really talk to me much, and I was kind of freaking out. And after my first week, I went up to him and I was like, oh. Is, is everything okay? Am I doing? He's like, I don't have time to tell you. You're doing fucking amazing. Like, I don't know if we can swear on this. Um, oh, yeah. I'll give it an explicit writing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so no news is good news on set. And, yeah. and it's you can never be precious or ask to go again for you. Like, it, it really is getting it in, in one. Um, we kind of get one or two takes in Australia because we just don't have budget to shoot Stanley Kubrick hours um so you really have to be fit and and on your game um so I learned so much it was such a perfect first job because I was in the film but I wasn't the main character Mm. and I had so many people helping me and guiding me um and some of the crew are still my dear dear friends um so yeah it was it was awesome they came out in cinemas last year um and, and has led to a few other things. I'm forever grateful for that horror, thriller, action movie. <laughs> Love it. Nothing like a red billabong. <laughs> well, that sounds like quite the, you know, almost a baptism of fire mm. in a way. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, go big, I guess. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so you talked about shooting short films. Now, I believe you uh, kind of almost produced your own office romance kind mm-hmm. of one last year as well any hints or tips for producing your own short film work yes that just came about because I thought like what is the casting brief that I would just love to get and I've always loved like The Office um, Parks and Rec and that mockumentary style and I was like I just want to be in that like and I just want to make that so my advice would just be to cast yourself in your dream role. Mm. And even if that's shooting one scene, um, the hump day kind of grew as we got this amazing space and could do more and more setups and and build a little story, but it it was only ever meant to be one scene. And so I always tell people just write something small, start small. Um, And one of my filmmaker friends, Holly Hargrave, says, like, it's going to be shit. Like, you cannot wait until you feel ready to produce something great you just have to start and your work will get better and better and better um but luckily I know like some really great crew people and so worked with Sophie Townsend to bring that to life and I'm still getting auditions based off people having seen that um which is pretty cool it was like done over a year ago now and they're like yeah we love hump day and I'm like oh my gosh this is like this thing I filmed for fun on the weekend I didn't have anything else going on (laughs) That's quite the investment then. Mm. I mean, you know, you obviously funded it yeah. yourself, but the 
the rewards have been yeah, well and truly it's, worth it. It's priceless. Mm. Um, we and have, you have to... that always, as you said. It's on film. Yeah. There, forever. Yeah, exactly. And I look quite different to it now, and my hair's different, and I've lost a bit of weight or whatever. But it's still my sensibilities and my comic timing, and and like it's just it's ridiculous. The character is so silly, but there's nothing quite like it um and one of my mentors les chantry says the goal is to not be confused with anyone else you have to know what is unique and special about you and that that way there's no competition um 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 um, i I don't sort of get freaked out in waiting rooms like oh there's another really tall fair girl or it's like no because she doesn't have my vulnerability my sensitivity my views on the world um and kind of take take ownership of how you the character in your hands when you play it and you're either going to be bang on right for it or so wrong for the role that they ask you to read for a different part or mm. the director or casting director remembers you for another thing next time um so yeah make make your own work whether that is just a scene or a self-tape to film for fun because it's always going to lead to something great yeah. Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> if it's just you getting more practice in front Absolutely. of the camera. Absolutely. Yeah. Greg App says you should film 15 self tapes. Five are going to be rubbish. Five are going to be pretty good. But five are going to be amazing. And you can only get to those five great ones by churning out 10 others. Mm. Um, and so whenever I'm not on a job, I'm, I'm filming scenes for funsies because it's it's just going to make you sharper and better so that when those big auditions come, it's not, oh, I haven't acted in three weeks. It's How like, do I do it again? Exactly. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah. You're there. You're ready. Um, yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well, we've covered the screen stuff. Mm. Now let's head on to the stage mm. kind of thing. So you're also quite the prolific stage actress. <laughs> uh, in fact, I believe you just came off a new work at La Mama. Yes. Which is Loose Teeth. Yes. How is doing that one? It was fabulous. I've always wanted to do a show at La Mama. It is such an amazing institute in Melbourne. Um, actually, one of my directors from the course that I did back in Brisbane worked at La Mama a lot, um, so that was super special. Um, came about uh, someone already cast, because Cass had done a few developments, the writer-director, um, and so, but my character hadn't been in it before, and then she asked her actors that were already in it if they knew anyone, and so... Funnily enough, I had to self-tape for it. And I was like, how do I act on film for the theatre? Um, but we worked it out, because, and especially her writing is quite naturalistic and, and very modern, so it worked well as a film piece. Um, but, yeah, we did about a month and a half of part-time rehearsals and then just had a Saturday, Sunday, Monday night, and they all sold out. It was, it was crazy. It was just reaching so many people because she covers so much in her work and she's got such a clear voice and her writing is so funny and so fast she's like a Aaron Sorkin it's it's quite amazing so when writing is that good it just carries you mm-hmm. um and it I, makes your life easier isn't it? absolutely it's like a it's like Cinderella's shoe like it just it works it's it's easy everything's there you just have to connect the thoughts um so I had so much fun playing Eleni and doing a show at the courthouse such a nice theater (laughs) how about a couple of other shows do you have any favorites of shows that you've done Mm, i once straight after i graduated i got into a production of much ado about nothing and played beatrice which was so much fun 
um, I won a Gold Coast Theatre Award for Best Actress, which I didn't even know was a thing and was <laughs> so excited and gave a little speech. And But I love Shakespeare, um, so that was wonderful. And then I also did Taming of the Shrew um, a couple of years after that at like an outdoor festival in Queensland, um, which is just so fun. I haven't... I've done the tragedies. I've done a Macbeth and Othello for like school groups, but like abridged versions. Mm. Um, so I'm always willing to dive. I think you're just so much better for doing Shakespeare as an actor because he was an actor. He was doing what we're talking about. He was like, no one's casting me in anything. I'm going to write something. And he was pressed for time. So he couldn't ever write stage directions. So <laughs> everything you need to know is in your lines. Yeah. It's in the dialogue and you just... Um, once you know his devices, it's the easiest mm. author to work with. I just love that, yeah, once you know what his intention was with the line, yeah. half the acting is done there yeah. for you, just in the way that the line should be delivered. Yeah, he tells you where to breathe. Mm. He tells you where to shout. He tells you where to go quiet. Where um, to rush, where to hold yeah. on. Pause. Oh, and like an O, a capital O, can be any vocal exclamation. It can be, oh, it can be, ah, oh, it can be, oh. it's any kind of non-verbal stress release. Mm. Um, and so he just does such a wonderful job at giving you the structure that then you can play. And that's why people will continue to do Macbeth because we want to see different actors' versions of Macbeth. Dream role. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really love doing theatre and I will always always go back to it i think that nothing beats direct feedback on your work mm. um and with loose teeth there was a lot of there was a lot of jokes and so working out the rhythm of when to hold back and, and when to pause and what you're setting up for other people's jokes was just um a little lesson in, mm. in comedy acting i'm doing it mama you're right there with yeah as well. yeah exactly <laughs> there's definitely no hiding if a joke falls flat <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, Michael Caine says for film though you have to remember the first time you do the scene for the crew like in a block through because they'll be free to laugh but they won't be able to laugh when you're shooting but if you clock where they have giggled um, that will give you some sort of indication of what it might play like when it's edited together mm. but, but nothing beats the, the live feedback from an audience <laughs> something magical in it that's yeah. for sure great well I think we it's time to have a quick chat about your studio, sure. so Joy Studios. Yes. Um, where did the idea to start this begin? It was so organic. Um, I never meant to make a side business. Um, I wanted to set up a self-taping space at home because I hadn't found a studio in Melbourne that worked the way I wanted to. Um, so I just got the lights and I got the backdrop and I got a, a shitty camera to start. Um and then more and more friends started coming over <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is like all my days now filled up. I think I can start charging. Um, and so I had a low fee at the start and, and word just spread like crazy because I, I work in such a way that I don't believe any other places do. And, and because I didn't set it out to make money or to make a business, it was never, it was only ever about serving the people in here and making sure that they were proud and excited about what they were sending off. Um, and then it's just blossomed and it's been about, yeah, two, just over two years now. Um, and I was able to quit my cafe job eight months ago. 
Um, so it's been wonderful. Uh, I really love doing it. I really mm. love helping people. So part of your, um, I guess, your experience for doing it here is you're not only getting a self-tape with professional equipment and lighting, but you're also getting coaching mm. and outside eye a kind of nudge towards trying something different mm-hmm. or... Yeah, do you want to expand on that one for me? Yeah, I mean, the the difference doing it with me, I believe, is that I only ever encourage your total individuality. And I get people in doing the same auditions. I might see half a dozen people for a role, but none of those tapes will look the same, and nor do I ever want them to, because there is a strategy with self-testing or screen testing where your audience knows the material. It's not like the theater where you have to show, this is an important part. Can you hear this important part? We'll refer to this later and you're only gonna hear this once and you're probably not gonna see the show again. So this is the important part. Um, When you're doing an audition, everyone watching knows the beats. They know the scene, they know the character. So how can you surprise in that? How can you deliver your unique take on it? How can you get it wrong? How can you stand out? Um, Quite often we'll have scenes that seem like they're meant to be one way. And I will encourage people to find a different way in just so, just to break up the rhythm of that casting director watching 50 self-tapes of the same scene that day. And our attention span is shrinking. It's down to eight seconds now. So what are you doing to actively jolt them out of, oh, holy hell, who's this? Um, What's the point of difference? Exactly. Because everyone is in the same frame. Everyone's got the same lines. Everyone's of the similar age. Everyone's of a similar level of experience. So how can we pour our individuality over the scene and just own the character? I think the best recent example of that is Dacre Montgomery's Stranger Things 2 self-tape, which is going viral. The, the ownership, and I don't even think it's risk, Everyone's like, oh, wow, what a big risk. It's like, no, it was just him going, this is the character in my hands and you're either going to love it or hate it. And he was a great character. Yeah, exactly. But he never set out to get that role. He just thought, I want to make an impression with the Duffer Brothers because they're going to keep making stuff. I don't necessarily care about playing Billy in this thing. And so he took all that pressure off and just had a a fun day with with the scenes that he had. Um, and it worked. And so I love, I love when I'm able to recreate that with my actors and we get feedback from casting directors. There was one like a couple months ago where he was, he replied to her agent, holy hell, Batman, this is incredible. Thank you so much. Sending to the States immediately. Um, and so we're constant, I'm constantly hearing back from agents of, wow, what have you done with so-and-so? This is their best work ever or they're actors that haven't worked for a while and they come and tape with me and they book that next job. Or there's young actors that start with me and they get their first professional roles from the work that we do together. Um, so I, I'm, at a, I'm at a wonderful place where I get the feedback of what's working and why, who's getting callbacks, who's booking jobs and what are they doing and how can I pass that on to the next person in my studio? Mm. Because there's there's work for everyone. There's roles for everyone. You just need to be putting your individual stamp on it and boldly presenting yourself. Um, so that's that's my aim and that's what's working well about this place. 
Great. Well, you've got me sold, that's for sure. <laughs> um, now, I, I know you do a fair bit of reading on the subject. Is there any couple of books that's worth looking into for, you know, actors just starting out or wanting to do a bit more research on it? Anything you'd suggest? Mm. Um, Michael Caine's Acting on Film is a really easy read. It's just a transcript of an interview that he did and he, and he talks about eye lines and volume and how to hit your marks. So he's a really great... That's a really great technical book. Um, if you want to go deeper, the science of on-camera acting is, is quite heavy but wonderful. Um, and then there's uh, the first acting book I ever read was Power of the Actor by Ivana Chabak, which is a wonderful technique. I don't use it step-by-step step anymore. I find once you've played with it, it becomes quite instinctual and I'll only ever go back to the 12 steps if I can't find a way in with the character, um, but those are those are three that I always go back to. Um, yeah, Michael Caine's is excellent, excellent. Right. I'll look into that at my local <laughs> Dimmicks. You can borrow mine. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, I will. Um, now, to round us off for the day, uh, another aspect of your studio is that you do... Um, almost career consultations career consultations <laughs> you have a couple of videos up mm -hmm. um on your studio website uh or facebook page yes um but would you be able to hit us with maybe a couple of pieces of pertinent advice especially with a lot of new grads coming mm. into the whole industry as well as people who might just need a little bit of a spark to you know keep going mm. yeah that service came out I didn't, again, I didn't set out to do it, but more and more actors were just asking me about that business side of things um, because marketing and, and the mindset with which you are going through this life, it's, it's tricky and, and no one talks about that. Um, courses out there just teach us how to act once we've got the job and no one's sort of helping you get that job or get that agent or change agents. Um, so I just created this service where we talk all that through and so my Facebook page has like really general advice um, but if you want like a specific plan or you're targeting specific agents or um, people that you want to work with then we can do a one-on-one -on -one session. Um, so some of my favorite things um, or most helpful advice I think is there are three things that need to be existing in inequality for you to be moving forward and that's your craft so your technical ability uh, we're talking learning lines fast um, being able to imagine that world and believe it instantly um, crying on cue accents all the kind of acting stuff mm. um, and then the second thing that needs to be as good as that is your marketing your headshots your footage the relationship with your agent making sure all that is really tight and current and up to date and the third thing that's as important as those two is the internal talk and self-doubt, getting on top of all the negative mindset stuff because I see that time and time again is what's holding people back. Um, so that those three are kind of, you need to be doing one thing on them every day, whether it's writing out what you're grateful for or finding a scene to shoot or practicing your American accent. Um, I like to sort of break this down to those three categories because there's always something to work on, even mm. if you don't have money or, or time necessarily. 
Um, a second bit of advice for new grads who might be signing with agents and stuff now is pretend like you don't have one. I see time and time again people sign with amazing agents straight after drama school and five years go by and they haven't worked because they've made the mistake of thinking, ah, I'm with Shanahan's now, I'm with RGM now. It's the hard part's done. The hard part is just starting. So hustle like you don't have an agent. They will still, of course, be able to get you opportunities that you just will not know about. But if there's people that you want to work with or projects you want to be on, you need to be targeting them individually, knowing that when the person comes back and says, okay, great, we've got an audition for you, who's your agent? Then you can say, yeah, I'm with so-and-so. But do not rely on your agent or any one person to build your career for you. It is up to you as the individual. Um, and another bit of advice would be to take care of yourself, to know what is going to stress you out and what is going to be helpful for you. So if that means eating more greens or doing a form of exercise that you love or booking in to see a psychologist, the mental health aspect of this journey is what's going to give you longevity because too many people will burn out after a year or two years or three years of not getting where they want to be and and the self-sabotage that happens with unhealthy habits is is so detrimental um, so I'd really as you're taking class and as you're practicing or doing shows remember to look after yourself and have time off and not feel lazy or guilty to enjoy watching a movie that's rubbish and that's not for you to study um, to just yeah just give yourself absolute care because it's tricky acting is one thing but the lifestyle that you have to have in order to act is is where a lot of people trip up or become unmotivated or, or disinterested or just too busy to be doing it the the love of acting has got to be greater than the desire to be an actor if if your happiness is determined by the small part of glamour of the industry of or when the movie's out or on that red carpet it's you're never going to be satisfied it has to you have to get joy from the act of doing it um which i think a lot of people go wrong especially in grad season now where it's like all about agents and I'm going to get a professional job and I'm going to book this gig and it's like yeah but remember you have to love the act of performing and you don't need anyone else to do that act of performing and and money and fame and success are byproducts of your desire to act um yeah do you have any other questions no. or advice stuff because I can just talk you could talk, talk, and, talk and talk <laughs> and this is meant to be half an hour podcast so I have to wrap it up. <laughs> Um, Emily, before we do wrap it up, though, uh, where can people find you if you want to be found? Mm. You can email me anytime, emilyjoyofficial at gmail.com, or I am on Instagram at mjoyable. My Joy Studio Facebook page is Joy Studio, and then I also have an actor page on Facebook, Emily Joy. Um, so yeah, if you want to talk more about screen testing or have an advice session or get an action plan happening, 
I am here for you. Fantastic. And ooh, mm, <coughs> fantastic. And I'll have all of that in uh, LinkedIn on the bio. So, Emily, thanks again for coming thanks, on. Lucky. Uh, I feel like I've been rejuvenated and I'm ready to hit it again. Good. So, uh, and everyone listening, make sure you uh, subscribe and leave a review if it's a good one. Give me a nice rating too if you feel inclined and we'll catch up with you next time. All the best, guys. Bye. Bye.